0: Good morning, my friends, and happy Tuesday. So yesterday we saw people going and seeking Jesus and Jesus answering, even showing that he has authority to forgive sins. And today we're going to see Jesus taking that a step farther. He has the authority to forgive sins, but not only that, he also connects with sinners, He has authority to forgive their sins, and he connects with sinners. So let's dive right in today. We are in Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 27, reading from the ESV. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. Now, a quick note here as we seek to make sense of Scripture and understand it. Historically speaking, at the time that Jesus was alive, tax collectors were viewed very poorly because the way they made their money was charging extra than they needed to and sometimes they became rich and wealthy, but it was off the backs of the people. So they were viewed very poorly as thieves, as sinners and Jesus saw this tax collector named Levi. Now this story is very, very similar to other stories where they use the name Matthew. And so we believe that this Levi is the same person as Matthew. Matthew, the author of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, the disciple of Christ. And it was very common to have two names. Think about Simon Peter. That's a way they would distinguish him. So Matthew, Levi, being the same person. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house, and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees, that religious elite, and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? It's clear by that question That tax collectors and sinners the Pharisees viewed as lesser as lower as below themselves and the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples saying why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners and Jesus answered them those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. I love Jesus' answer here. I came for these people. I came for those in need of a Savior, which of course we know is everyone, even though not everyone knows it or admits it. But He came to the sinners. And not only did He come to share the good news, but He came to connect with them. He's eating with them, even if it hurts His reputation. He's still spending time with these people who are outside of what would be considered a normal circle of friends or acquaintances. And in the same way, as we seek to make disciples, I think we can look at this and follow this example that as we seek to to share God's word, we need to go outside of our circles. To look beyond the people who may be easy to love or to like and go to those people who we may not have as much in common with, who are different or maybe disliked by others, and we can build a relationship with them just as Jesus has built a relationship with us even though each one of us is a sinner. And they, the Pharisees, said to him, The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. They're they're kind of casting a little bit of judgment on Jesus' disciples. And Jesus said to them, Can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He told them a parable. No one tears a piece of new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old. So essentially, if you put on a piece of of patch, a cloth that has not been washed, on a, a garment that has been washed has already shrunk, Then that new patch, when you wash it, imagine us using a dryer today, it will shrink away and it's going to make a bigger hole because that fabric hasn't already been pre-shrunk. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. New wine is still fermenting, still expanding. And when you try and put that into a brittle, old, expanded wineskin, as it expands, it will burst. And the wineskin and the wine will both be ruined. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new, for he says the old is good. And remember, he's speaking to the Pharisees, warning them that old. And new do not mix their old way of adding extra laws of earning your salvation through your performance through your actions of earning your stature in the eyes of men through how good you are how separate you are that doesn't match with Jesus new way Jesus new way is a way of love and grace and mercy and faith This idea of being separate, of earning your way to heaven, doesn't match with Jesus' picture of a radical love, of building relationships, and of salvation not based on what you do, but based on faith in what Christ has done for you on the cross. I will see you tomorrow morning. if you want to turn stress and busyness into wellness and rest in christ then i'd invite you to join me in my monthly membership Hesed heart plus where we give awesome tools to help you integrate scripture and wellness into your everyday life and it's great because all these tools are in bite-sized pieces so they can fit into your life even when things get busy or overwhelming, or stressful. That's when you need God's Word the most. So check out Hesed Heart Plus for faith-based yoga, an awesome Christian community, biblical tools, live calls, and so much more. Learn more at hesedheart.com.